In our gospel today, uh, and in our first reading, there was a theme of kind of uh, who's the enemy, and God clarifying that people who do the same things as us are not the enemy, or as Jesus says, not everyone, um, where did it go? Everyone for whoever is not against us is for us. Uh, And later, Jesus says, whoever isn't for us is against us. It can get confusing to figure out who our enemies are, hey? Well, what's the enemy? And today, uh, we'll talk about the enemy, uh, sin. And uh, that's what we're going to look at. And you're so blessed I'm doing this. I'm great at sin. Uh, So, bit of an expert. Um, What is a sin? It's, it's a word that was used in Jesus' time for when an archer missed the mark. It was a word for that, sin. And what sin ultimately is, is at core disobedience. That when God says something's a sin, and this took me a bit to figure out as a kid, it's not random. It's not like God just picked some things and went, meh, don't do that. He made us. He knows what helps us operate according to specs. He knows what will bring us joy and what will consume us. And so those things that damage our ability to receive his love, those things that damage us, he says, what? Well, don't do that. That's bad for you. I think the problem is that at core, sin violates the order that we were created for and in. And this is so cheesy, but I couldn't figure out a way around it, okay? Uh, Jesus, others, you. That's joy, J-O-Y. Jesus, others, you. That's the order. I wanted to go God, others, you, but that's goy. Um, Which means foreigner in Hebrew. So we're gonna go with Jesus, yeah? Jesus, others, you. That's the order we were created for, and when we live at, we find joy. When we don't, we get frustrated and try harder. Sin is the enemy, and there's no exception to the rule. And of course, the problem is what? A sin works quickly. Sin can always give you an immediate happy. Sin can always give a short-term happy. And if it doesn't, may I suggest you're doing sin wrong. Yeah? The reason we sin is because it's an easy, quick work. It doesn't challenge us, and it immediately gives us a result. But it also gives us a long-term result. It damages us. It wounds our ability to receive God's love. His love doesn't change. Our ability to receive it changes because of sin. Peter Kraft, Dr. Peter Kraft said the coolest thing. He said, we have kind of three, we basically have three enemies, sin, suffering, and death. And he said, only one of those can separate us from God. And it's the one we like the most. Suffering can't separate you from God. Death can't separate us from God. Sin can But of those three things, that's the one we go to quickest. So what do we do about all this sin? What do we do about the fact that sin is our enemy, but it is very appealing? 
first we recognize this is the human condition. This is why he did that. We call that concupiscence or original sin. It's this idea that we, we, we're so soaked in the water, we don't even realize we're swimming, right? Uh, we don't even realize communal sin until Jesus pulls us out like a, a fish in the water, right? If you say to a fish in the water, what is water? They have no idea. Pull them out, they know. What these moments are supposed to do is kind of pull us out of the water to go, oh, that's water. That's sin. So the first thing I think for us in going after this enemy is this prayer. My confessor gave this to me. I sinned like, I think it was four years ago. Um, yeah, I remember that. Uh, but as he said, Joe, here's your penance. Pray, quote, Jesus, heal me of my affection for sin. Isn't that something? I'd been trying to love Jesus most of my adult life, but that was the first time it occurred to me that part of the problem is I like my sin. And, and what do I need to pray? Jesus, heal me of my affection for sin. And I recommend we pray that a lot. Unless you don't sin, then you're fine. Yeah. That's, you should laugh at. Just so. so Jesus, heal me of my affection for sin. The second thing we need to do is recognize that this fight, it's going all 15 rounds. Sin does not go down easy. Our, our flesh, not our skin, but that spoiled little child inside of each of us that just wants what it wants, that, it, it doesn't go down easy. Pride and self will always assert itself. But we remember Jesus, others, you. Joy. I know ultimately that sin is futile. It'll short-term help, long-term kill. Sin, Jesus, show me the futility of my sin. I think the easiest one to look at on this is greed. I do. Uh, I, the, the wealthiest man in the history of our country was Rockefeller. Yeah? At one point, he had one-fifth of the United States GDP. Think about that. It's insane. And what did he do with that money? He kept crushing small com companies. And when someone asked him, what do you want? What did you know what his answer was? More. That was his answer. He wasn't happy yet. The wealthiest, most powerful human in the history of our country had to keep crushing his enemies because he just wanted more. I think greed is the best example. I've never heard of anyone going, that's enough money. I'm all set. We do it with holiness. Yeah? Isn't that horrifying? I'm doing enough spiritually. But I've never heard of that. Someone saying, that's enough money. Anything I make over this, I'll give away. I'll help other people. I'm kind of even giggling thinking of it. But we do it on prayer. Yeah? So this is, for us, I think the key. This puppy's going 15 rounds. Right? We, we, we have to refuse to give up. We have to refuse. Because here's what we know. Sin is dead already. It's already dead. 
When he went to the cross, what he was carrying on his shoulders is all the sin and guilt of the entire experience of the human race. It's an act that's outside of time, just like the Last Supper. Right? We participate in the Last Supper. That happened 2,000 years ago on our calendar. But God is above time. It's happening now. And the same with the cross. The reason he died is because he took our sins on himself so that when he died, they died. And so we know Jesus won this fight. This is why when we repent, there needs to be a sense of joy here. God won this. I just got to stick with him. I think one of our biggest struggles is probably habitual sin, addictive sin. Sin we can't seem to shake or that we like so much we keep justifying it. Yeah? What do we do about that? We go to war. We let God go to war and we refuse to quit. God is right about what is sinful. Even if humans come up with all kinds of cute little justifications, God's right. I checked. I work for him. I don't want to brag. He's right about what a sin is. And our human opinions, again, they're so cute, but they don't help us. So when it comes to our habitual sin, we say to Jesus, what? First, heal me of my affection for this. And then we commit every time I'm going to ask for your Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. And if we fall, we get to confession and then we get right back in the fight. You say, well, Father, how many times? I have no clue. I haven't got to the end yet. Yeah? But I know this. The story of you and me ends well if it's tied to him. That sin is beat. Be tenacious. Be brave. Be fearless. Refuse to quit. For us, we can remember too that beautiful passage from Philippians where Paul wrote, inspired by the Holy Spirit, quote, he who started this good work in you, he'll see it to completion. Whew. He'll see it to completion. I'm going to stay faithful to the process, and he'll finish it. And I know it's crazy. What, what a hard topic, huh? Sin. But this is a joyful topic because the enemy is beat. God's not going to give up. Why would we? Does God love you less when you sin? No. He loves us the same. He will never give up, so we won't give up. Because he's in charge. There is this idea that we have to remember in habitual sin that we just won't give up because God won't. We refuse to give in to discouragement. Discouragement is from hell, not heaven. Now, I didn't know what to call this category, so I said daily sin, right? What about the non-habitual sins, but the sins we're, we're, we're pretty good at, huh? Might be something as quote-unquote small as our language. It might be our arrogance. It might be our temper. Uh, all kinds of crazy things, right? 
just this little package of, of sins. What do we do with those? I think the key for us is to be aware because that sin doesn't just affect you. That's another lie. There is no private sin. No such thing. When I sin, I damage you. So we want to be aware and count things that may seem small as part of the battle. We want to be aware. Leave no room for sin to hide. I, I don't know if you, in, in, Korean war, in the Korean War, there was a, an American uh, general who, it's a long story, but in the end, they, they said to him, we can't get reinforcements to you. And he was surrounded. And he, he, he said back, quote, the enemy is to the north. The enemy is to the south. They are moving in in the east and they are dug in on the west. They will never get away from us. <laughs> Isn't that great? You say, well, Father, it's a lot of sin in me. I know, because there's a lot in me. But you know what there's more of? Grace, love, mercy. Oh, Father, it's so much sin. What will I do? Uh, go to war and refuse to quit. Because this is your liberation. This is salvation. That enemy's beat. In this fight, if we do it well, smiles on our faces, joy in our heart. This sin's beat, and I'm going to stay faithful to the process. We will grow, as far as I can tell, in three things. First, humility. And oh man, does the world need humility. If you or I were actually humble, the world would be in awe. Yeah? But sin will teach us humility. Man, I can't beat this. Yeah, but God can. And in the meantime, I'm going to learn humility. I guess I need help. The second thing we'll learn is compassion. Whenever I catch myself in a judgmental spot, right, which doesn't often happen, I assure you. Whenever I catch myself being judgmental about someone else, my confessor taught me this. You know what it usually means? There's a sin in my heart that I'm ignoring. It's a great diversion tactic from the devil, right? If I focus on you people, if I focus on that person, or why are they doing that, which A, you don't know the answer, yeah? If I'm focusing on them, that's probably because there's something in there I'd rather not face. Compassion is a recognition that whatever they're doing that looks sinful to us, and again, we don't know what we don't know, Compassion is, instead of, I'm mad at you for being that way, I hurt with you. I know that one. I know that beast. The third thing it teaches us, and I think this might be my favorite, because I don't like humility. Thank you. Is how deep the mercy goes. You'll never find the bottom of this well. There will never be a point where you say, or I say, I've got it. I understand God's mercy. Well, then that, that won't come. But what will come is that insane moment where you realize that his mercy is so much greater than our sin that every chance we get to run to our Heavenly Father 
crying because we touched the orange glowy thing and we got our hands out, he'll scoop us up. Not going to lecture us about the orange glowy thing. Our burn is proof we learned our lesson. Instead, he's going to tell us he loves us and it's going to be okay. So we got the enemy. We named it. It's our sin. And let's go to war. Let's just remember the sin is never our friend. We will pray that Jesus heal us of our affection for sin. We will be unbelievably tenacious in this fight. And when we need mercy, we're going to run and get some mercy. And in that process, we're going to learn humility. We're going to learn compassion. And we're going to start to get a sense of just how deep the mercy goes. Amen? Amen. Okay.